Hey guys, before you get into this awesome episode of Silent Pals, I just wanted to point out that there were a few technical difficulties with the audio in this episode, so just wanted to point that out. Also, my voice may be seeming a little nasally, that's just because I'm dealing with seasonal allergies, the worst. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to Sal and Pals, the podcast where a very loud truck comes by the microphone right when I start the podcast, and and we also prepare you for the end of the world. Today I have with you my good friend, how are you today? I'm doing great, happy to be here. I've known ever since I was a small child, ever since he abducted me from my parents and I harrowingly escaped. But, we weren't supposed know. to talk about that. Come on. Oh, you know, I couldn't. I couldn't help it. It just came out right there and then. You know, I. You know, you, they give me a script for this podcast. And I never really look at it, mostly because my computer's not even on. But you know, so uh, I have to ask you, like, our relationship, our connection. How is it? How has it been for you so far? Oh, it's been great. You know, it's uh, you know, off and on through the years, but we've really kept a strong bond despite, you know, sometimes some physical distance, sometimes not seeing you for a while, but we're as close as family, practically. Practically, I would say. So, is somebody I've known for a long time. He has a big interest in cars. I've always loved driving in his cars, mostly because I can hear him coming from a mile away. You, like, drive your car louder than any person I know. Yeah, that's true. I don't know why you do I get that why, a lot. why do you do that? I've always, I've always been really curious why you choose, like, to make that kind of an entrance. Yeah, you know, I think everybody's got a thing, right? And my thing is exaggeration. Everything I do, I do either, you know, I never put one foot in. It's it's dive right into the deep end. So, you know, some person might make their car a little loud. I would make my car as loud as I can make it. Some, some person might make, you know, uh, a high-performance computer. I go get the best parts and make the, the best computer I can make. These are interesting choices. I don't know if I would make these two. You know me, man. I'm more of like a subtle, quiet type. I'll, I'll enter a room and you won't even tell that I'm here. The garbage truck is back. It's back. And I don't know if he's doing this on purpose now at this point, but I think he just keeps on coming to so you guys can hear him at home. Uh, do you think we should bring him in? Uh, we can go ask him. Uh, I'm sure he's got plenty of interesting stories to tell. All right, but let's just get right back to the point. Today we are going to talk about the end of the world, end times. And I figured if there's somebody I was gonna to talk to it about, it'd be you. Because you introduced me to a game series that I'm very fond with, that being Bethesda's Fallout. Mm -hmm. Now, what got you into Fallout in the first place as a game? All right, so, um, I've been playing video games for maybe about a decade. Uh, I didn't play that many video games until I was maybe a teenager, but Fallout was one of the first ones I got really into. And uh, Sal would hang out with me when he was a little younger than me. And um, you want to cut it? No, I don't care. I, I don't care. So sorry it for the shouting. It adds for it. Adds yeah. for it. I don't care. All right, all right. So yeah, there's some shouting going on outside. Looks like the apocalypse might be starting already. <laughs> I I have no idea. This has never happened before. And the one Dude, time. Dude, what the heck is going there. on out there? Is there like an altercation between the guard? Dude, what are they? Who knows, about? man? What are, are we in Brooklyn right now? What's going on? Yeah. So I live, I live in the inner city. Um, so outside, it looks like there might be a little scuffle going on between a garbage man, a hobo, and a disgruntled local. Um, someone—that's exactly what's happening. Someone right just now. tossed a garbage can into the alley. Oh my gosh, he's got a knife. 
Uh, this is getting wild out here. Anyway, so yeah, uh, yeah. So sorry for the, the derailment there, but yeah. So um, actually, before we get into this, yeah, hold on. I do want to say I just so, provided a couple of drinks here for sale. Yes, I'm interested in what what is this. So before I tell you, take a sip and let me know what you think. You, okay. I don't think you've ever had this before, and let me know what you think. Mmm. I noticed that on this podcast, I end up tasting a lot of different drinks, mm -hmm. and I'm always worried one day it's going to be a roofie, and I'm just going to, the podcast is going to die from uh, there. Like, you wouldn't have that coming. You've roofied a person or two in your life. Oh, you know, I'm just Bill Cosby, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. So what do you think of the drink? It's, it's good, actually. It's pretty good. I'm not usually a tea guy, but, like, this is, mm -hmm. you know. So on your last podcast, you were talking about something you'd never try, mm -hmm. and this is it. No! This is dandelion tea. Oh my gosh! Oh, I gotta leave now. This is hor. This is. Oh my gosh! I tricked this is him into having dandelion you tea. You tricked me into having dandelion tea. But before you knew what it was, you said it wasn't bad. You know, you're right. It's not that bad. But like I said, I'm not. I'm not really experienced with teas. But this is a good tea. Yeah, I'm not a tea guy either. But uh, you know, I have a bunch of different stuff. Um, where does that even? Where does that even like? Why does everybody got to make a tea out of everything? Yeah, I don't know. I think that people drink certain teas like, uh, you know, dandelion or pine needle tea for health reasons mostly. I don't think anybody drinks this for the flavor because it kind of no, tastes like nothing. It doesn't. It kind of tastes like if you went into your backyard, got a dandelion, and said, yep, this will do. Mm -hmm. But it's not bad. So No. That, no. that was my point. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Okay, so Fallout was Fallout. the game that you introduced me to as a small child. I loved it, and yep. I dedicated myself to it for the longest time. <laughs> so, what got you into that game series? If you don't, if for you guys don't at home, if you don't know what Fallout is, it's a game come uh, by Bethesda Studios. Mm -hmm. It's basically the nuclear Fallout with a '50s kind of twist to it, yep. and it's very, it's a very good game. If you haven't played it, I definitely recommend it. But what got you into the game? So I was, I was pretty new. Shooting. Yeah, I was pretty new to gaming. I had, uh, you know, I had like a Nintendo or whatever. But my good friend uh, that I knew from elementary school had it, um, and it was just a step above everything I'd played. It was really cool. I'd never played an open world game before, and the retro futuristic vibe, the music. It's got a bunch of like music, like big band music, and contrasted with the atmosphere of everything being destroyed. And then, so so I ended up picking it up myself and just you know fell in love with it. And I probably played hundreds of hours of that game. Um, but but yeah, so I'd play it with Sal, and I think that was probably your first. The open best game world. was New Vegas, right? That's my personal favorite. But like the first game I actually played through all the way was Fallout Four because mm -hmm. I'm a I'm a wee child. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was a good introduction, but I remember you introducing me to New Vegas a long time ago. I didn't play it all the way through, but I remember playing bits of it. Mm -hmm. Very good game. Yeah, and so I don't want to bore. I'm sure most people listening. Uh, don't care about the the minutiae of it but new vegas is the only one made in the modern era that was made by the people who made the original two yeah so it sticks closer to the spirit of the game or, yeah or the spirit of the atmosphere and all that no stuff. i get that i mean like you always that's something that's unique to it that's unique mm -hmm. to it being like something a little closer to home yeah so in that t talking about the apocalypse because the whole idea of this game is it's set in the apocalypse and i really beforehand i really want to do some deep analysis of apocalypse situations and i think i narrowed it down so, like, there's three really popular ones you see in, in like, media. Mm -hmm. You see nuclear apocalypse, mm -hmm. zombie apocalypse, alien apocalypse. Would you agree? Like, do you, it's, like, you think, we, I, I mean, I don't know. I think that's, like, the three more, most popular ones. For sure, yeah. And then you have other ones, like, you have, I mean, I don't want to get too uh, political or modern, but, like, you have disease mm -hmm. uh, apocalypse, which I feel like we kind of went through. That overlaps uh, with zombie a lot, I think. Yeah, I mean, it all depends. Like, I, it's actually kind of funny. I had an argument with my dad. Because he said alien apocalypse is more likely than a zombie apocalypse. Hmm. 
which I don't agree. What, what do you think? I don't, it's hard to say like which one's you know more likely or whatever, but I think like based on what we can see, I'd say oh yeah, absolutely zombie or disease because you know it, it's feasible. Like if you heard the news, like some mad scientist in some lab somewhere made something that got out and is making people really sick and act crazy, that's not totally unfeasible. No, because like it's like like it's like rabies. It's yeah. like to me like if yeah. like you got like somebody goes Cujo and just starts biting people, you would call that a zombie, would you not? Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's different flavors, but like. Something from outer space, that's unbelievable. Like, not to- like that. W- most people would not believe it if they heard it at first. Whereas, no. if you heard something got out of a mad scientist lab, that's a lot closer to what people are willing to accept right now, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What, like, for like, examples of like your alien apocalypse, you would look at like a quiet place, I suppose. Like, so, I should jump in now and tell everybody I haven't seen anything. I'm gonna Whatever be, you bring gonna up, be, I haven't seen It's going to be a lot of me explaining him like what certain <laughs> movies are that you probably know what they are. He's not going to know, and you're going to have to be okay with that. That's fine, but it's going to be more fun for me because I get to introduce him to these movies that are about the end of the world. You know, how light, how pure, mm-hmm. how nice. Uh, a Quiet Place is a movie with, uh, you know, Jim from The Office? Yep. So Jim and his wife, Emily Blunt, basically are hiding from uh, aliens who can not see but have incredible sense of hearing hmm. and have basically killed everybody. Okay. That's the idea of the movie. Like that's like the gist of it. Like these guys are, sur- this is like a family surviving in the end of the world and they can't make a sound. Emily Blunt. Is there any relation there to James Blunt, the singer from like the early 2000s? I would argue. No, I don't <laughs> think so. I mean, I haven't looked it up, but I don't think so. I would, I would say probably not. Okay. Like she gives birth in the movie, not like really, because I don't know if you could do that on a movie set. But she gives birth in the movie, and she has to be quiet the entire time. Oh, interesting. Yes. Huh. Cloverfield. You seen that? Never seen that. Oh my uh, god. Last alien movie I watched, I think, was uh, Mars Attack. Would you call that an apocalypse movie? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, that always, that always reminded me of that other game you showed me. Uh, what's it? Oh, Destroy All Humans. Destroy All Humans. That's a fun game. Classic. That's yep. a fun game. That was. A... It's kind of it's a really corny game though. Oh yeah. But I think that's like, you know, part of the charm. Yeah, I think that, you know, with with any of these, I think there's always like a tongue-in-cheek aspect, but I think Alien gets the most of it for sure. Even like, I, yeah, I'd say there's a lot of Alien movies that, they, you know, it's caricatures of little green men and, you know, uh, I guess like Pulp Fiction. I don't even know why. Like, I think that's always weird to me that they that like little green men is what they settled on because that means like, I don't know, either somebody made that up or somebody had to have seen that at some point. Right. I never really asked you, do you believe in Aliens? Uh, personally, I don't think there's aliens uh, out there like what people think. No. Describe. So what do you mean? Like, do you think there's something else? Well, so I'll start by saying I think that we don't understand a lot. You know, humans like to think we understand everything, you know, through science and whatever. And we have a really deep understanding. I don't think we really understand a lot about the universe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just very prideful. But I would, uh, I personally don't believe that there are you know, an advanced species that's running around in flying saucers or anything like that, like other intelligent life like like we do. Well, I think it's more like along the lines of like, if there's aliens, either we've already encountered them, like like all the, like the, either the government's already encountered them or they don't want anything to do with us. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Because I, ima- I, mean, I can imagine like if I was more advanced species and I looked down on Earth, I'd be like, these people are killing each other for no reason <laughs> at all. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mess with them. Yeah, I mean, I look down. You look down at like Texas or New Jersey. You're like, nope, just yeah. fly the opposite direction. It could be. I mean, um, you know, we look at like, 
there are like coral reefs that we look at and we go, we better like leave this alone so we don't damage it. You know, they could have that stance towards us if they're real. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah we're really not doing a lot of damage to those coral reefs, are we? <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking about like uh, maybe two years ago or so, um, the government ended up declassifying some footage they had of, of UFOs. Yeah. Uh, and there was, you know, things flying through the sky and they're like, we don't know what that is. Now, I don't believe it was, you know, aliens like you see in a movie. I think it was more like, uh, you know, something man-made, I would, I would assume. Yeah. But, but then again, yeah, we just, we just don't know. I, I like to question everything and, you know, well, if you're be not... open-minded, I guess. Yeah, you're not, you're not suppressed by the government and all that stuff. And that also leads me to another idea, the whole idea of like dystopia and how that can be an apocalypse. Oh, yeah. I hate, I hate those movies. Give me an example like, of one. Like Hunger Games, Maze Runner, Divergent, hate them all. I think, like, any of those young adult books where it's like, these are some young people in the future going up against the man, I hate them. Because it's always the same. It's hmm. always, like, these this group of quirky, like, very diverse young people who are just like, we're sick of being ruled by the order, and then they just start, I don't know. Like, yeah, no, I got you, I got you. Yeah, it's that same trope where, like... I've never seen Hunger Games, by the way, friends, I don't... I don't like, yeah, I've never seen it either. I, I'm familiar with the plot because it was just so popular. But yeah, Hunger Games, you have like, you know, the, the preteen with the two love interests that overthrows the, the all-powerful the, the government. All -powerful government. You know? uh, yeah, I think that that's a pervasive trope. And I, the, I would imagine that like producers go for that because they know it's going to sell. Like, yeah. A certain, you know, demographic. No, probably. yeah. And I think it's probably seen its like end of its prime. Cause I, I sure it's hope so. Super popular like early 2010s and then just died out. Thank, thank the Lord. Oh, yeah, and that kind of leads into, like, because sometimes they have zombies in there. Zombie apocalypse, I think, is, like, probably the most popular mm -hmm. depiction of an apocalypse situation. I've never seen The Walking Dead, but I know it's, like, like all these really famous people have come from it. But zombie apocalypse scenario, like, say zombies show up, how, do you, how are you going to make it? How are you going to get through it? See, that's the thing, right? I mean, if we're going off media, there's so many different types of zombies. There's so many different... You know, like theoretically, say it's the running type because there's like the running type and there's mm -hmm. the slow walking. The slow walking, I feel like, isn't a problem unless like, there's like a bunch of them. Right. And so, is this the kind where like they bite to spread? Is that the yes? Okay. Yeah. So I guess I'd go with the um, the Left for Dead model. Yeah. Right. Get a baseball bat. Get and a shotgun. Baseball, yeah. Sure. Get a car, maybe. Have you seen the movie Zombieland? I have seen Zombieland. Zombieland is basically Left for Dead. They're I love Zombieland. That movie goes, you know, even with the carnival. Like, there's a carnival in both there's of them. There's a carnival, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Spoilers for Zombieland, but, like, Bill Murray dies in a very tragic <laughs> and beautiful way. But I love that movie. And I think it's actually really realistic to, like, an apocalypse situation. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Like, at the, if it's the end of the world and Jesse Eisenberg's coming up with all these rules, I suppose, like, you know, like, don't be, don't be stupid. Don't, like, the double, the double shot thing, I think, is definitely valid. Sure. Like, Make sure if you're kill if like you're gonna kill a zombie, you go, you double tap. I think that one of the main problems with the most stereotypical zombie, um, like depiction we see, is that it, the zombies are totally like not sustainable. They might wipe out civilization as we know it, but their main predator is humans. That's also their source of food, and that's also how they reproduce. Yeah. So, you know, even if the zombies could bite everybody, then that's it. Their species has stagnated and will decline yeah like it's not a practical no you know even when you look at like how a virus mutates like you know coronavirus or whatever like viruses mutate so that they can keep spreading they don't necessarily like 
In fact, as viruses mutate, they become less deadly and more transmissible because then they can keep spreading to people. Like, you know, killing people off, if they just instantly killed everyone, they wouldn't have time to spread and things like that. So yeah, I don't think that, that the most stereotypical uh, way to go about it would ever really happen. And if it did, the zombies would just die anyway, like eventually. At a certain point, I mean, like, yeah, at a certain point, they're just going to die off. And I feel like yeah, there's no pre procreation process for those things. So like, unless you're going off of, there's a really stupid movie called Warm Bodies. Never seen it. It's a zombie love story. I kid you not. Oh boy, is I it, kid like, you not. Is it a comedy? I, it's supposed to be. I've never seen it. I just know about it. It's like a movie that's like it's like if you took like Fault of Our Stars and mixed it with like Twenty Eight Days Later. Hmm. Like, it's that kind of like it's like a zombie falls in love with a person. I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around what that would look like. At I don't really want to think about it too much. My but I know what my go to situation is. Like zombie apocalypse hmm. comes. I'm boarding myself up in uh, Chippewa Valley High School. Okay. I'm getting the baseball bat, and yep. I'm just barricading that entire place. Yep. That's well, going to be my fortress. So, yeah, we'll get into the nitty-gritty of this, but what are you going to do for food? What are you going to do for water? Every now and again, every now and then, I'm going to... Well, what's it? There's water fountains. It's a school. Well, if there's a really bad zombie apocalypse, right, you're going to... The county's not going to bother sending someone to the pump station to keep that water pressure up. Whenever the water pressure needs to go up, that means I'm going to the pump station. <laughs> I suppose that means I'm going to the to pump it I'll pump it out. Yeah. Get the water there, and I'll have flowing. And then food wise, I mean, you know, high school cafeterias, <laughs> they always got something extra. Stocked around. with enough candy bars the last two three years. Exactly, and I'll make it work. And if anybody shows up, I'll say no. You can't come in because you can't trust it. You can't trust anybody in those situations because I know. It's as simple as like from Black Friday shopping to apocalypse. Mm -hmm. When things get hectic, people turn on each other, and it's a nightmare. Oh yeah! In fact, the the CIA says that you know because they they intervene in foreign countries and stuff, and they say that any society is three mi missed meals away from a collapse. Really? Yeah. So it's once you and that's not you know people can live longer. I need than that dinner tonight. I need dinner tonight. Yeah. I'm, I'm about five <laughs> seconds away from tearing this whole place apart. Yeah, but that's it, man. You, you know, people get hungry and they get desperate, and that's when things order starts to break. Don't down. take someone's meal away, kids. Yeah. If you're like a small child, first off, why you listen to my podcast? That's weird. Second off, don't take your friend's lunch money. And if you're gonna take one thing away from this podcast today, it's that. It's that. I would take away if you like. Don't take away take away stuff from the podcast. Don't take away lunch money, or else I'll personally come to your house and punch you in the face. I'm not gonna hold back. I'll break your nose. Yeah, I mean that small child. Listen <laughs> to the podcast. Anywho, so I do remember you were really into Mad Max, right? Mm -hmm. Mad Max Fury Road. I still have not seen that movie. Oh, you haven't seen that? I haven't seen that movie. That is my favorite. What's the what's the situ what's the situation with that? Like, because that's an apocalypse. But what like yeah. what brought that? Yeah. So Mad Max actually the original ones with mel gibson wow. those movies inspired fallout really directly yeah so matt well man mel gibson's in this podcast now things yeah. just got problematic oh yeah so <laughs> so yeah mel gibson was in the first three mad max movies yeah and there was a game after that called wasteland wasteland and then fallout one was the successor to wasteland more or less okay and so you know in fallout you have the leather armor that's max's jacket and his yeah. riding pants you know so it's like uh, it's directly inspired from that. So, so yeah, Mad Max is awesome. Mad Max is, um, see, there's the new ones, kind of newer, so the timeline shifted a bit. But basically, the idea was they got real short on resources, and this caused countries to kind of, you know, go to war with each other. They ended up nuking each other, and you know, so when you see it, the first Mad Max, there's still a police department. 
Yeah. So society's still there, and it's holding on. Now there's these gangs kind of running around, but people are still mostly living a normal life. And then, you know, by Mad Max 2, people are holding up where there's resources. So the main, you know, protagonists are kind of hanging out around an oil well, and they've built up defenses, and they're kind of trying to hold off gangs of people. You and then the, by the third movie, yeah. yeah, yeah, by the third movie, things have just gone off the rails. So by the third movie, it looks like Fallout. It's kind of like the Rocky movies, you know. Progressively, <laughs> haven't better. seen the Rocky movies. What? Yeah, yeah dude, I, know, I get that a lot. Has yeah. nothing to do with the apocalypse. Sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah, no, it's I. Okay, most movies. I've seen way less movies than the average person, but but yeah. So by the third one, it's crazy, and it's that's where you get the whole like the aesthetic really starts to change, you know. And man, if you haven't seen, and the Fury Road's the reboot, and you know it's a little newer now. It's Tom. Is Hardy. it a reboot or is it like? It's tough. So Mad Max, they've kind of shifted to, to, you know, instead of being like a linear story like the first three were, it's kind of like Legends, you know, so we don't know. Oh. But there's a couple things like, the, you know, it's still supposed to be so, Mad Max, but he'd be so 50 he's, so you know, he's kind of like old. So he's kind of like Bond. Yeah, like exactly. James Bond. That's a great way to put it. Yep. So Mad Max is like a legacy role. You get like a certain point. You're just like, no, it's the same guy. He just looks different. Right. Yep. Okay. But no, Fury Road is fantastic. It's So one of the cool things I so um, Sal mentioned, mentioned that I'm a... Uh, car enthusiast so all of the cars in that movie they really built those cars okay so there's these crazy then they filled them in like the Benghazi desert or something like the sahara or something like that yeah so they were gonna film it in uh they were gonna film it in like australia and because that's where mad max is supposed to be set yeah if i remember correctly and this is just off the top of my head so i could be wrong so don't don't at me um but there's no social media you'll be fine yeah, all right <laughs> but uh but they were filming it in the spring and there was like purple flowers everywhere and it was just this really nice scene oh, and that doesn't fit at all no. so i think they ended up going to africa to film it um, okay i don't know exactly it was, might have been sahara <laughs> desert or something but um i would but, suck if like you look in your backyard and people are just like on top of cars playing guitars that would not suck fire. you'd be cool with that are you kidding me I don't know if I'd be cool with that. That's like my dream. I would quit my job. I'd call the neighborhood association. I'd be like, hello, uh, there's this guy who's like yeah. standing on a You're going to snitch on the guys that are throwing explosive spears around? Well, they're driving around. <laughs> I'm assuming that by the time I call, they'll already be gone. Yeah, unless they decide to stick around, that's which true. hopefully they don't because those guys seem kind of crazy. I just like how like how these movies have become so popular that like all like people are like doing sad, like satirizing them like... Like Rick and Morty did a satirization of Mad Max. Okay, uh, but yeah, so Fury Road—they built all those cars. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you no, off. No, no, it's okay, it's okay. I just wanted—I was gonna lose my train of thought, so I was just trying to stick to it. But um, almost all of the car crashes in the movie are not CGI; they're real. So most of the cars—they wreck them while filming. Okay. So there's there's a couple that are CGI, and you can tell because the rest looks so good. And there's who a sponsored this movie? Like, what car company said, okay, you can destroy our cars? <laughs> yeah, but they're not like normal cars though. So if you oh. watch the movie, it's not like you went to like a Chrysler, you know, like a you got a Ram fifteen hundred. Yeah. No, so like like a, for instance, a Sonata. You yeah. Can see a Sonata in the wasteland. So Max's iconic car is a Ford Falcon, which is like okay. uh, an Australian Mustang. All right. But it's so heavily modified, like the engine's sticking through the hood and all this stuff. Um, the the main bad guy has, it's like two Cadillacs welded together on top of each other on a monster truck frame with two V8s. <laughs> That's funny. And like four giant exhaust pipes coming out of it. And, and it works. Like, and it drives. It really ran, yeah. Like, I think that one did. Do they still wrecked. have those cars? That one still exists, yeah. Wow. So they kept some of them and they tour museums in Australia, I think. Um, Look at Australia getting all of our stuff. Yeah, no, it was filmed there. It's Australian. The whole thing is Australian. Okay, okay. Yeah. So sorry, sorry, Australia. You can have it. You can keep it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, so I'm really passionate about Mad Max. I love it. And Mad Max inspired a lot of the stuff you see today, like Fallout, uh, Borderlands, the video game Borderlands. Borderlands. Takes a lot I me. really tried with Borderlands to get into that game. 
but like I played. Well, I, I don't think I started on the right game. I started on the third game. Okay. The one that just came out. Oh, okay. And I was like, this is not my cup of my cup of tea. This <laughs> is not this is not my cup of dandelion tea. I am not feeling because it's just a little too. Um, it's very hot topic. Okay. It's very like a hot topic queen. You know what I mean? Like someone's like, I'm different from other girls. I make jokes. Like, <laughs> it's that. That's what. Okay. That's like what it is to me. I'm like, uh, and the girl you're in class who's just like always raising her hand. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. That's what Borderlands feels like to me. I don't. I don't know. I didn't play the original game. So. No. Yeah. You might be right. So I'll admit I haven't played the third one. Yeah. Um. I played the first two were great. Um. And then yeah, so I did played after the second one. The one came out called pre sequel, which was supposed to be between one and two. Yeah. And it was significantly worse and. They started kind of inserting a lot of, um, you know, PC stuff where it didn't really feel like it fit. And the gameplay wasn't as good or anything. So yeah. uh, I just kind of lost interest. And then the, the, the na- last nail in the coffin was that Borderlands 3, when it came out, was only available on Epic Games. Oh, yeah. You told me everything about like, yeah. these Epic and Games. Yeah, and I don't support Epic Fortnite. Games. Fortnite. Yeah, because it's... Uh, not because of Fortnite, but because... It should have been It's owned by China. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't want to... You know, at the time, like, I, I was trying to... Avoid, like, I never had TikTok or Epic Games just because I didn't want to get any of this Chinese software. I try to avoid it you know, as yeah. much as I can, but... You do what you can. Yeah. You do what you can. I don't know. And the other kind of apocalypse situation, a little more... Because those who listen know I'm I'm a Christian. I believe in this sort of thing. It's like biblical apocalypse. Yeah. Biblical apocalypse. Now, the media, I, I think it's kind of funny how the media has portrayed biblical apocalypse because you, one, rarely see it. It's so very, it's a genre that's not really explored that much. But there is one movie called This is the End that explores it. And it's a horrible, because I know how much you'd hate Seth Rogen. Well, this is a Seth Rogen comedy that's set in a biblical apocalypse. And it's with him, James Franco, and a bunch of other people, like celebrities, playing themselves, surviving like in Hollywood in the in a biblical like apocalypse. Like okay. everyone gets raptured and they get left behind. Okay, That's yeah, the movie. Seth Rogen would definitely get left behind. I don't doubt. That. I don't <laughs> doubt that. Um, Why do you hate him so much? Again? Oh my gosh! So the number one thing. This is not unique. Everybody hates that stinking laugh. I don't know about that. Oh, I think a lot I of people hate love that laugh. laugh. That's that's the main thing. But that's the main thing. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, yeah, that's that's the number one reason. But huh, but yeah, so biblical apocalypse. Originally, apocalypse, what it meant was a revelation. So the book of Daniel in the Old Testament was apocalyptic. You know, certain chapters of it, and it was God giving things to Daniel in a dream. Yeah, you know, and he'd tell them about how the universe worked, and you know, like certain stuff in Daniel kind of talks about the end. You know, the end of the world and stuff like okay. that. But it didn't mean what it's come to mean in our culture today, which is like, you know, a meteor falling from the sky, you know, or like in the Old Testament, they don't talk about Sodom and Gomorrah like an apocalypse. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't like a violent necessarily thing. Um, but that was like a biblical, it's like, yeah, God telling you something, you know, giving you, revealing to you, about, you know, the end. The apocalypse that we have today, we think of it like as far as like a catastrophic collapse of civilization. Because all I really knew biblical apocalypse wise was like, What's a, what's a, uh, revelations? Mm-hmm. The revelation, and it's kind of funny because all religions sort of have. I mean, all religions have a depiction of the end. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting how they all kind of fall in line with each other. Like some are very similar, some are not. Like if you want to go all the way back, like Greek mythology, North more Norse mythology, their end of the world situation isn't like an end to Earth. It's more of an end to, from what I remember, it's more just end to gods, hmm. which I find very interesting because it's like. This is the end of the world, but not an end of Earth, just like 
I don't know. You read into all that stuff. It's very strange. Yeah. I don't know. Norse and Greek pathology have always been really weird to me. Yeah. Hollywood doesn't doesn't uh, stay accurate with biblical stuff very often. But So we did have, I could talk about the apocalypse. We had one apocalypse what on you, Earth. What do you mean? Yeah. So have you ever heard of the Bronze Age? <laughs> you mean the, the, the after the Stone Age? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so yeah, I've heard about it very well. I, con- I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So the consensus is that the fall of the Bronze Age is one of the only apocalypses we know about. Really? As far as our modern definition of apocalypse, yeah. So the Bronze Age was great, right? People were figuring out how to start working with bronze. And yeah. You had like all these civilizations, like in the Middle East, you had like, um, you know, Sargon of Akkad with the Assyrians and Mesopotamia and all this stuff. And then, you know, even in Greece and stuff, civilization was kind of flourishing in that, um, kind of like around the modern Turkey area. Yeah. Um, and then people start writing about these disasters that are happening. And there was a couple of different disasters. Um, but the last one, and this is really crazy, was people were writing about, and I think even like in Egypt, like Ramses II was writing about these sea people. That sea were, people? Yeah, these sea people were coming and just destroying things. Like these sea people showed up and destroyed this town. And then so someone wait, else are, would are, write are, a year later, they destroyed this town. Are we talking about sea people as in like... Are we talking about like sea people as in pirates or like the Little Mermaid? Like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> uh, yeah, we we don't know, but I would assume, of course, he just pirates. said sea people. Yeah, well, and you know, here's the thing about it is this went on for a little bit where people were writing about the decline and then writing stopped altogether for hundreds of years. Okay, that's it. Like, I think that may have been just somebody fell asleep one day. Sure, yeah, but written record just stops altogether. So people say like there was some there was an apocalypse of multiple things, including natural disasters and war and these sea people, which you know might have been pirates. That just hit all at once, and all these great civilizations like Egypt and you know Damascus, all these places just stopped writing for hundreds of years. Okay. Yeah, it's really crazy. You can look Again, up the fall I... of the Bronze Age, and there's all kinds of speculation. It's really hard. You for want us to hear to know my theory? Because we have you know three thousand year old stone tablets, basically. Do they have well. theories of why they stopped? I mean, yeah, we know of like some of the disasters that people were writing about, and I okay. guess it just got bad enough where people stopped worrying about writing down history, and everyone was just trying to. Find everyone was too busy, like there's like just history. Just trying not to die. Like, yeah. Okay, I mean, my theory is that some there's like these sea people came around to every place and they burned all the paper. Could be, yeah. That's my theory. Because if you're a sea person, what's the one thing you don't want? Paper, because it's not going to make it in the water. <laughs> so why do you need it? All right. <laughs> That's my theory. All I know is... Ah, we can get really creative with it, right? I mean, sea, oh, people, sea people... If it's like Little Mermaid, are they flopping if it's little, up on Are the they flopping up? <laughs> I don't think they're stabbing. I think it's more just like, can you imagine just like a, a fish person? Because everybody says a mermaid is like, you know, person body, fish tail. Mm-hmm. What if it's the reverse? Yeah. Oh, man, that'd be crazy. Legs and fish heads. A fish with human... And you know, I like to picture him kind of like crab walking up onto the shore with his human legs <laughs> with just a fish head flopping around. <laughs> I can imagine him just coming up and just being like, because like fish, like they can't like bend their body, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's like head is just sticking up and its eyes are looking at you. So if you stand in the middle of it, can it see you? Oh, good point. Yeah, they have kind of a wide angle. That's how um, you would defend yourself against that apocalypse. Just stay like, in his blind just spot. Just stay in his blind spot. <laughs> and again, it's just a fish with a fish body and legs. What are you going to do? Like, okay. You cut off the leg part because you're not a cannibal and you eat the fish. Yeah. You call it there. Yeah, make some nice fillets. Make some nice fillets. That's the end of that apocalypse. That's how I would solve that apocalypse at least. Nuclear pot. Now, this is the part I want to get into. How would you solve these apocalypses before they even happen? Yeah. Nuclear apocalypse, you know, I don't know. I think we're heading towards that now. <laughs> for sure, for sure, yeah. I think the number one thing is make sure you have food and water. 
Uh-huh. For the average person who's listening to this podcast, it's probably you count on your tap water turning your sink on every day. You count on going to the grocery store or going to McDonald's or getting your Uber Eats. Yeah. But even forget, you know, whatever it is, if it's any of these types, where mm. it's nuclear or zombie or any of these, um, order breaking down is going to be the first thing. So yeah. no matter which one. So if you can't count on someone showing up to your door to bring you food or, you know, you know, going to the store. What happens when the truck driver stops bringing stuff to Kroger's? You know, mm. what, what are you going to do? When the truck driver stops bringing stuff to Kroger's? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That did make me think, though. I totally forgot about a certain apocalypse, robot apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Which I think I don't want to. I don't know. That's that's another thing that I just kinda, I'm kind of sick of hearing because everybody's like, your phones are your enemy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I get that. But, like, at a certain point, like, I don't think there's anything we can do about that. Well, I mean... I don't think there's anything we can do. Yeah, I, some people think technology is evil. I don't think technology is evil, but I definitely think that, you know, an evil person can wield technology. You ever seen Robots, an animated movie from a ch- my childhood? Oh, yeah. Robots are good. Yeah. That's what I learned from Yeah, robots. but right around the time that Robots came out, iRobot came out with Will Smith. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh, you haven't seen that one? Okay. Uh, it was like an early 2000s Will Smith movie. I know. I think I remember what it's about because it's like it's like a cop movie, right? Yeah, he's like a he's cop, a... and there's like robots everywhere. And everybody loves robots. He's the one guy that doesn't like the robots. And then the robots flip, and of course, Will Smith is the hero. That could be easily like a romantic comedy. Like it's the one guy who yeah. doesn't like <laughs> robots, but watch him fall in love with his iPhone. Well, I mean, the the robots in the movie don't have hair, so I think Will Smith would be right right down with uh, you know dating. Oh robot. my. God. Yeah, yeah. I Will Smith can roll up to my house. What you want to fight Will Smith? No, I just want him to slap me. Oh, you just want to get <laughs> I just want everybody I want to stand at the Oscars to get my award and I want everybody to get in the line and just start hitting me in the face. Like that's see like I want them all just to start walking up and slapping me in the face. That's my that's my apocalypse situation. That's my end of the world. It's not maybe not the end of the world, but it is my end game. It's some it's a good goal to be working towards. I don't think I don't think zombie apocalypse is likely to happen, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think. Well, it's tough. Yeah, I just we just never know. Um, but yeah, I think aliens are the least likely. Very unlikely. And then zombie. Yeah. And then nuclear is more likely. I think. I'd say most likely would be just a general apocalypse of like a just just a breakdown that maybe isn't nuclear. Yeah. But like, I don't think that necessarily nuclear bombs have to be exchanged for us to hit an apocalypse. But like it, you, do you know what I mean? No, no, because I mean, I think we can hit an apocalypse pretty easily. And I'll tell you why. All right. So I'm very curious. Yeah. So what I said before, like everybody counts on the grocery store. Yeah. We can look at like America in the Great Depression. It was about a hundred years ago. Uh, at that time, over ninety percent of the country lived on farmlands. I think I might have told you this statistic before. Yeah. But um, during the Great Depression between one and two million people starved to death or died of malnutrition. Mm. But nowadays, less than 5% of the country lives on farmland. So the other 95% of the people are counting on food being brought to them, you know, through grocery stores oh. or whatever. Oh. So when, when things break down, you know, if something happens and they can't get food, nobody has their own source of food. You're, you're completely dependent. Um, and, you know, and things can't happen, right? Like we're all relying on trains or trucks to bring us our food. So we talk about like, like right now, one hot topic is the chip shortage. It's been going on for over a year now. Chip shortage. Yeah. So if you go to a dealer, it might be getting a little better finally. But if you if you went to a dealer any time in the last year, normally there'd be hundreds of cars sitting on the lot. Yeah. Well, there'd be like ten cars sitting on the lot. 
yeah. because you can't get chips to build your cars. Oh. But what people don't realize is every semi truck on the road, the big truck trucks that bring stuff across state lines, those all have tons of computers and chips in them. Every okay. giant commercial tractor that plows hundreds of acres every day to get your food, those all have computers and chips. Okay. Like our whole system is completely dependent upon chips. Mm. And all of those chips are made in Taiwan or China. Okay. So that's just one week's point. But no, yeah. our whole system has become really dependent on, you know, even like electricity. What happens if the electricity grid goes down? You know, same thing. Maybe you can't even get water when the electricity goes down because the pump station can't move water. It's just we live in a really complex system. Well, I just, it's kind of like a house of cards. From what I've seen of everything, like of how people reacted like to the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And again, you know me, guys. I don't want to get too political. <laughs> but just like, I don't know. It's like they have not reacted well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when when push comes to shove, people kind of lose their mind. Yeah. And I feel like that wouldn't be good because I feel like it could have been a way like a way worse situation could have been coming and like because say like it wasn't like say you take coronavirus that word out you put in zombie mm-hmm. it's a way worse situation because like zombie I don't know. So Sal, do you think that people reacted more like coronavirus was like? level two and they reacted like it was level three kind of thing i think they turned against each other way faster than i thought they would okay everybody really became out for themselves at a certain point and i don't love that i don't like that how fast people kind of like disbanded from each other like and you had all those people who were coming together like saying like we gotta connect but how many people like it took them a while before people like really started to band together again you know what i mean yeah yeah it's a good showcase in human nature (laughs) honestly i mean those end of the world situations that you always hear about and you read about is like they're very interesting like in a fictional narrative but like real life you don't like to think about it you know what i mean you don't like to think about like resources being depleted you want to think about a deadly virus you don't want to think about weird aliens with bulging eyeballs and brains sticking out of their heads that go like make weird sound i'm referencing mars attacks i think yeah yeah you don't think about that but like once the situation comes, you gotta be like, well, here we go. You gotta you gotta be ready to. I feel like people aren't like, I don't. I'm not. I'm not encouraging doomsday preppers. I think what you do is interesting and cool in theory, but I don't know how legitimate it's going to be. I, you know what? Good on you. Good on you. Cause I don't. I, maybe I'll like, I'll have you on the podcast if you let me in your shelter. You see on TV or whatever. You know the real hardcore people that build bunkers and stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, if nothing else, that's a cool hobby. You know? It's a cool hobby. I just like think like that's a lot of money to dedicate oh, yeah? to something that might happen. But if it happens, then good on you. I mean, you can always I bet, think of it like I bet insurance. Once, I bet once like the pandemic all started showing up, like all those doomsday peppers were really just like, let's like, they're like <laughs> felt so vindicated. They're ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had all the toilet paper when everybody else was still trying to get it. That I was so, that was so stupid, man. <laughs> People immediately went for all the toilet paper. Meanwhile, I went for the paper towels because you don't think about that. You don't think once all the toilet paper is gone, what are you going to use? Yeah. Paper towels. Yeah, you'll make do. <laughs> you got to make do somehow. Exactly. Go back to the old sponge on a stick. Sponge on a stick? What are you yeah. talking about? Well, back in like, you know, Rome, they would, they would put a sea sponge on a stick. Would you call the Wild West an apocalypse? Not, not, no, like, an, no. not like an apocalypse. Okay, let me explain. Let me explain. Okay. You have the frontier. Everybody's doing what they want. Mm-hmm. That's kind of apocalyptic, except there is a society, but not a lot of people are listening to it. No, that's definitely not apocalypse. Like, there's some lawlessness there, but apocalypse isn't just lawlessness. You would say there's a difference between, like, lawlessness and apocalypse. Oh, definitely, yeah. 
Um, we could see like like if there's a riot, you know, like let's say a riot takes place in Detroit today. Like that's not an apocalypse. No, an apocalypse is like a bigger breakdown. Just complete shutdown of everything. Yeah, and and it's usually triggered by something, and it usually means things, you know, don't go back to normal or you know, like I would assume like in the wild west the population wasn't declining. Yeah. But in an apocalypse, you usually assume the population is declining. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, like last little closing concept i want to go over so i think we kind of talked about this but i want to get your like if you think like the clearest theory mm-hmm. of how the apocalypse is going to go down other than obviously biblical rapture like that would probably be the most to our beliefs like how we think it's going to go down how would you say like on earth how do you think it would go down out of the ones we mentioned yeah yeah let's uh i like to go with the fallout i'll go with the fallout i'll rely on our good buddies over at uh bethesda, bethesda and obsidian and you know uh, Black Isle Studios or whatever, but um, you know, brinksmanship. We saw it during the Cold War, you know, where both sides have the big red button on the desk. I think that nobody wants to nuke each other, but if you found out that nukes were heading your way and that was it, you might throw some nukes back. Mm. So, um, you know, brinksmanship, if everyone keeps getting mad at each other and keeps saying, like, we're gonna keep getting involved and keep up in the up in the ante, up in the ante, and to the point where everyone's pushing, you know, pointing their nukes, like the Cuban Missile Crisis, for instance. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that 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 could happen, where one country steps on another country's toes, and one country, maybe one country doesn't even nuke the other country. Maybe there's just a, a blip on a radar. You've seen, you know, that scenario. Yeah, there's yeah. A blip on a radar, and both sides panic and shoot well, the nukes. Like, and then yeah, because people get crazy over like the littlest thing that oh, could yeah. possibly. The minute you, the minute somebody thinks that they might be in danger, all all bets are off. Anything could happen. Yep. Because people get in that fight or flight mode, and you'd be surprised how many people are gonna put up a fight. Honestly, yeah. you know what I think the how the end of the world's gonna happen? How's it gonna happen? Chipotle. Chipotle's gonna food poison everybody. Chipotle's gonna food poison everybody. <laughs> and it's not gonna be so much of a zombie, it's just everybody's gonna be really constipated. Like it's not gonna work out. You would, no you would imagine way. You it would, would be the opposite. You think it would be the opposite? Oh yeah. I don't think so. I actually think it would like they would put something wrong in there and the reverse would happen. People would get so aggravated and intense. I know how crazy it can get. So I'm just saying, personally, that's how it would go down. Alright. Everyone just starts killing each other over constipation. <laughs> well, I'll say this. Um, I do have a nice little collection of bottle caps for when the apocalypse happens. <laughs> you know, I can have those jingling around. It's going to be your currency. Yeah, You're going to create the new currency <laughs> bottle caps. The problem is that nobody's going to have those because nobody has like bottles anymore. It's yeah. just going to be like, you someone's going to like, would like a cap, like a, like a plastic cap or like a soda can, like little clip off thing. Would that be like a dime or a penny equivalent to a yeah. bottle cap? Yeah. We'd figure out a whole system. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I and you know the thing is if like if the apocalypse happened, all of your Bitcoin, you're not even gonna be able to turn on your computer to get it. So all, all you cryptocurrency guys, yeah, screw, screw NFTs. All you guys with crypto and NFTs, Elon Musk, come at me, <laughs> come at me, I dare you. He's gonna start the apocalypse. If any, if you're looking for a rich, independently weird individual who's gonna start the apocalypse, it's gonna be Elon Musk. Elon Musk. All right, Sal. So you like a lot of movies and, and things like that. So let's talk. Well, maybe would you? How do you know? Yeah. How do you know? <laughs> so we'll talk. We'll talk Elon Musk, right? He's. People will say like, oh, he could be the rich, you know, Doctor Evil supervillain, but he's also, I think, got like an anti-hero kind of thing going on. Yeah. You know. I guess, so I let's guess. so let's cast Elon. Let's make the plot of a movie and cast Elon. What is Elon in this movie? Who's like? What is he doing? Or who is he? Yeah, like we're making a movie with 
you know, Elon like, where Elon would be like the supervillain, right? But I don't think he's wholly a supervillain, right? So what is Elon doing in the plot of this movie? Elon in this movie, it comes to the board of a table, and sitting there with him is Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, and uh, let's throw Bill Gates in there. Okay. And they're all together, and uh, they're like, we're going to align our companies and make Apple, Tesla, Micro, uh, Meta. They're all going to form up together. Well, then Jeff Bezos is like, nah, I'm not going to do... Oh, wait, I forgot to put Jeff... Amazon and Amazon <laughs> at the end. Jeff Bezos is like, I don't want to be at the end. And he becomes... Because he's the villain. Bezos, Bezos is the villain. Okay. Bezos is the bad guy. And it basically becomes... He kills all the, everyone except Musk. And it just becomes Musk versus Bezos. That's okay. the movie. Okay. It's Musk... Has to become the hero in the situation to kill Jeff Bezos. And what, like, are they fighting, like, it's like 1v1? It's 1v1. Well, it's all of their assets against each other. Oh, okay. So we've got, like, Amazon drones Amazon dropping drones. bombs on Teslas that are autopiloting through the streets. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So it really just kind of looks like little machines flying against, like, cars. Gotcha. That's what it comes down to. And, like, Elon is in his rocket already gone like he's already on mars because he's already kind of give he's like he hasn't given up but he's obviously not going to be in the fight okay and it ends the movie ends with like bezos singing he's one and then elon just comes in his rocket and just decks him in the bald his bald forehead okay and that's the end of the movie i think that'd be a good movie yeah and then that's the apocalypse that begins the apocalypse because the rocket he comes in and he's wearing like aviators and there's like the soundtrack from top gun they reuse that you know the 80s music that made that or it's really... like or it's like the music from like a vietnam movie like, like fortunate son by oh Chris my Carolina gosh yeah playing. that's a good one and he comes in and just crashes in and blows everything up yeah that could that could do it that's my that's my apocalypse movie that's our you know we'll both get uh proceeding when somebody listens to this yeah. and eventually makes that movie see i think we got to up the ante what we gotta mean? take everything we said, but we gotta spice in a piece of each of the apocalypse. Well, I can't be the only one contributing to this thing, man. What do you got? What do you? What do you? What, do you got? what I'm saying is, so if if Bezos is our villain, Bezos gets his. Why are you saying Bezos? Isn't he the villain? Yeah, but it's Bezos. Is it Bezos? It's Jeff Bezos. I'm sorry. You I... said you you said the same. What's it like? People say semi truck. You said semi truck. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't speak correctly. <laughs> um, I'll admit to every all of your podcast listeners, this is the first human contact I've had in uh, almost three weeks. I. I'm a hermit most of the time, so... Guys, we're not even in a house. I'm in a bush with this guy. Yeah. It, well, it's a shelter. I, it's, come on. It's a bush. All right. It's a bush. But, um, but yeah, so Bezos... Bezos. Has the, uh, has the prime same-day delivery nuke. So <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a, you know, post-apocalypse yeah, in yeah. nuclear sense. But uh, Bill Gates is still in this, right? Bill Gates is... You know, he funds a lot of medical labs. and he, if he's, Bill if, Gates thinks, so everybody thinks Bill Gates is dead, but he comes out of a room and he's got, like, Xboxes for legs. Yeah. He took his legs. But he's got, the, he's got uh, something goes terribly wrong in Bill Gates' you know, uh, medical lab, and there's, there's zombies. So we, oh. we check the zombie box. And uh, aliens, so we, you mentioned that, that Elon Musk is hanging out in space. Yeah. So Elon Musk is hanging out in space and makes contacts with some, the, we'll just do the, the quirkiest... Um, most caricatured aliens imaginable that are helping him out. I'm talking like Marvin the Martian. They team up with Jeff Bezos. Or no, with Elon Musk. They team up with Elon Musk. Okay. So now we've hit all the boxes. We've We've hit hit... alien, nuclear, and zombie. But we're only missing one, and that's biblical. So right before the end of the movie, right, we get that iconic Thanos snap, and all the Christians disappear. And it throws the whole balance of power off. Yeah. Well, man, it's been amazing having you on. Do you have anything you want to say to the people of Earth? Nope. Thanks for having me on. It's been great. 
Awesome, fantastic. Well, guys, thanks for listening to this apocalyptic, uh, this apoc- this apocalyptic podcast talking about the end times and how you should prepare. All right, guys, have a great uh, afternoon, evening, morning, or whatever you. F-